The modern transportation management system sounds like something born of a PowerPoint presentation, but for many outside trucking and the supply chain, it can be difficult to understand just how important these systems are for running a company. What are these systems and how can they help smaller fleets catch up with newer technology? Well, folks, tune in and find out in this episode of Loaded and Rolling. Welcome to Loaded and Rolling. I am your host, Thomas Wasson. Depending upon the size of your fleet, the way you run it can vary. I've experienced this firsthand when using a dedicated fleet operations platform at a multi-billion dollar trucking firm, and even at a basic level with an Excel spreadsheet when I managed but a handful of trucks. But for most of trucking, the mom and pop small carriers under five trucks that make up between 90 and 95% of all authorities, a transportation management system or TMS can feel a little bit overwhelming. Well, the good news today is that we're going to dive in and figure out what they do and how they can help improve some of the chaos that I lovingly call fleet life. Joining me to talk about the value of a TMS and what they can bring to the table are the folks at Alvis. For those unaware, Alvis is a cloud-based transportation management system with automation to specialize in workflow efficiency. We welcome Ava Barnes, VP of Marketing, and Leo Gorditsky, CTO. Welcome, y'all. Hi, happy to be here. Happy to have y'all on. The first thing I always had to ask, remember we had you on SiriusXM, was Alvis, it's like Elvis, but with an A, just to make sure. That's right, Alvis <laughs> Presley. <laughs> <laughs> and looking into the origin story, I'm, I'm always excited because every company I get to talk to, everyone has this amazing story. What's kind of some of the foundations? How did uh, y'all decide to get into you know, the TMS business? Well, it's an interesting story. So the founder and I actually go way back. I met him in college, which was almost 20 years ago. And we started working together shortly thereafter. Nick has been in trucking as long as I've known him. When he was in high school, he was dispatching trucks for his dad. Okay, so he lives, eats, breathes, sleeps trucking. And he, he actually tried to be an investment banker for like a couple of years at JP Morgan. And he went right back into trucking, started his own carrier, uh, and then moved to being an asset-based broker, grew that business for like 10 years. And this is really the birthplace of Alvis because when he was running the asset-based brokerage, he was looking for a TMS. You know, He was doing what you mentioned in Fleet Life, like a lot of small operations do. He was using spreadsheets. You know, and he had tried some of the TMSs out there. He knew that he needed to get more organized in order to add more trucks, in order to grow his brokerage. And so he could not find a TMS that really met his needs. So he built one to solve the problems he was facing, to send those alerts to his entire team before he had ma major issues with a load. He would get the alerts that would pop on the screen, stuff like that he's built into the system because it's what he needed in his operation at the time. And so, yeah, he built it for his brokerage. He scaled that brokerage. It became a huge, successful company using Alvis. And then he transitioned to running a tech company, which is what we're doing now. Um, yeah, and the rest is history. We're trying to help other small to mid-size carriers, brokers, hybrid operations get organized, scale their business, make life simpler. 
Well, that's what I was, that's what I remembered. I, I came from when I worked at a mega, a very large asset-based carrier. If you're a driver, you can say mega carrier. They get mad when you say that. Enterprise level carrier, national carrier, we got words for it. But, you know, everything was like you said. You had the system. They had to build their own as well, which was fascinating. So you get spoiled. And I go to my old startup and we had a spreadsheet, like you said. And let me call the driver. Let me text him on my cell phone. I I'm literally get calls to this day from carrier pack because I put my name on the carrier packet. I was like one of the first employees. So like I can feel that pain when you're trying to say, oh, I wish I had this. Um, you know, was, was there when you're building a TMS, was there something that uh, in the beginning that you had to have immediately or was it something that you just kind of put together as you had, you know, the ability, you know, when the dev team kind of pushed it out? I mean, we have iterated on this thing a lot over the years and we went to market, you know, I guess uh, six months ago. And so, yeah, early on, it was just a matter of the spreadsheets, which I get it, like use a spreadsheet when you're small. The spreadsheet is free. <laughs> you know, maybe you're using Excel, maybe you're using Google Docs, it's free. Uh, you can customize your spreadsheets, but when you start to add more trucks, anybody who's running a trucking company knows it's kind of like playing chess. You know what I'm saying? You have to plan out all of your steps in advance. Once you have a couple of trucks, you've got multiple chess games going at one time. And there's all these things that can go wrong. It's kind of like you're playing five games of chess in a room with a toddler and a Labrador, you know, yep. trotting around. There's all these things that can go wrong. And so at some point, that spreadsheet is not going to help you as much as it should, right? You're going to be copy and paste and stuff in order to send it to your customer. Uh, there, So your collaboration is limited. You can't upload documents. You can't upload images. You can't have all that documentation that you need attached to each load to keep things organized. It's not integrated with your accounting platform. And so things become really inefficient and the errors start to increase. The issues start to increase as you grow. And so that's where, you know, you realize that having what well, the integrations are a first step that's really going to help you so you're not you don't have to have 10 tabs open anymore now you can have your load boards on one platform in alvis you can have your factoring company if you use one you can have your accounting software all in one place you're logging in one place everything is stored in one place the whole staff can access it in real time there's driver mobile apps so you can keep track of the drivers without calling them a thousand times so yeah, it started probably with that dispatch planner, with that, with the integrations early on, and we've iterated so much since then. Yeah, it's really grown. Well, that's what I'm excited to see. We also have Leo uh, Gordinsky joining us as well, the CTO. And Leo, uh, describe some of your experiences as well uh, as you're as you're growing this. Being the CTO, you are you're probably in this stuff day in and day out. What are some of the coolest things that uh, you know you've gotten to work on, or some of the surprise challenges as you're developing this platform? Uh, yeah, so uh, the, the coolest thing is that uh, our, our software has a very concrete impact on the work uh, of these uh, trucking companies, these freight brokerages. Uh, as, as Ava was saying, uh, Excel is very limited, uh, but Excel is probably the most popular tool used by these uh, freight brokerages. And the best way to see its limitations is, is just to spend a day uh, with one of these trucking companies and, and see all the things that they have to do. Excel just doesn't uh, cut it. Excel is sort of like sharing a whiteboard between the whole team, but they have to go in and write things down, erase things, replace things. And, um, and, and so it doesn't really take much imagination to come up with a platform that eliminates a lot of this overhead with using Excel spreadsheets. 
Uh, and, and that's one of the coolest things is like, it's like we don't have to reinvent the world. We just use existing technology, apply it in the right way. And we have a very, very direct impact on these trucking companies, which are the companies that move freight around the country. And, and that, that's one of, the, one of the coolest things. We're, we're just scratching the surface. This industry seems to be overlooked. The whole world is focused on like crypto and stuff like that. But, but the things that actually matter, the things that actually move stuff uh, around this earth, are overlooked. And, and that's one of the coolest things about working on this. There's a lot of improvements to be made and uh, we're finding new things every day that can improve the workflows of all of these uh, trucking companies. There's a lot of them. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity for improvement. Well, Leo, I think you have a great point. It reminds me of, because uh, we talk about freight tech, it's the, the new buzzword and it used to be FinTech, but it's fascinating to see that it took a pandemic and everyone actually caring about the supply chain. Now we see all this VC money, the funding coming in and like, oh, Maybe we need to improve our supply chain instead of using the Excel spreadsheet. I have horror stories, by the way, of when somebody would use the shared Excel spreadsheet and someone would delete something or they would change the view. And then you're like, oh, crap. And that was the TMS. Like the, the entire TMS was funny. I, I think in a software term, you have a, a, a specialized environment where you keep your data separate from the common people. And then you have the, the the front end. We didn't have that. So I accidentally messed up a few rows one time. And I was like, the company data. So, um, you know, looking at uh, kind of switching gears a little bit as well. Uh, is it something that's very difficult for a lot of these small carriers? I know that it takes a dev team. It takes a lot of work just to design these things. Is this part of the reason why we haven't seen a lot of attention in the TMS space? Is it does take a lot of work to get that ball rolling? Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons is that uh, while on the one hand, uh, the, the concept is uh, fairly straightforward to just uh, build something like an Excel spreadsheet, except more automated. Um, but uh, but in practice, of course, this is uh, this is very challenging to do in a reliable and consistent way, because our, our system is not just some random social media application like we can't lose data. It has to be 100 percent reliable, like a banking system. It has to manage countless integrations with other systems who may, them, may themselves be unreliable. Um, and, and so while the concept is simple, putting it into practice, uh, putting it to use um, for logistics is, is a very difficult challenge. And I personally think that's one of the reasons why this, this hasn't been done. I think a lot of companies have attempted. Uh, there are some large trucking companies. Once you're a large trucking company, once you have 100 trucks and more, you have some serious cash. And a lot of these companies have tried building software on their own. And, and they've had some amount of success. The problem is that um, when, when you reach a certain scale, uh, uh, then there's going to be limitations as to what you can do as a software company in terms of building technology. There's only certain kinds of engineers that you might be able to attract. And you're always going to be limited by the fact that you're not really a technology company. And, um, uh, and, so, and so I think that's certainly one of the reasons. Is this, uh, this is a lot more difficult than it seems. And specifically... Uh, uh, coming up with the features, that's one thing. And that is a big part of our competitive advantage is how we listen to our customers, how we uh, try to empathize with them. Uh, but the other factor is just uh, the, the fundamentals of software engineering and how do you operate a complex system? How do you, uh, how do you offer a reliable service day in and day out? Uh, and those are, those are the roadblocks that have a lot of companies struggling. And, and I've seen this outside of uh, freight tech. I've seen a lot of these tech-enabled companies, once they have around 20 engineers, they come to a grinding halt. They can't build anything new without breaking half the system. Uh, they're always fighting fires. Uh, and, and so it is uh, it is an engineering challenge to do that. And even though uh, technology has become more 
commoditized and we're leveraging the fact that the cloud is out there, that all these tools and libraries that are out there, but it still takes uh, quite a bit of skill to put it all together in, in a reliable way. I remember yeah. happening that so much. Ava, you're, you're saying as well, it's so hard. Uh, from your experience, Ava, what are your thoughts as well? Well, I was just going to add to that, that from, we all know, those of us that are in the logistics industry, there is a large learning curve, you know, to, to getting into this industry and really understanding the ins and outs. So trying to explain what we do to people that are not in logistics is hard, right? There's, there's a whole new lexicon, there's new terms, right? So the fact that it, it's hard for a tech company to come into the space and create a TMS that will actually solve problems because that tech company may not understand the problems. You have to have worked as a carrier, as a brokerage, broker, as a hybrid, as a shipper, you have to have worked in it for five, 10 years before you can start to understand the kind of operating system that this company would, would need to use. So I think that's one of the reasons why um, there's not as many really good TMSs in this space because the tech companies, it's a hurdle to just understand everything that the operating system needs. I think also uh, you had mentioned as well, uh, probably convincing some of these smaller carriers and folks to try it. I remember when um, my previous company, we were doing uh, uh, optimization for routes, you know, AI-driven planning. And you talk to carriers, smaller mom and pops, like, can we test this? We'll pay you, can you please, you know? And they're like, no, I can pick the loads better. I don't wanna do this. And so I feel like as well, one of the challenges with a TMS is that you're making this platform, you've got this opportunity, but some of the challenges, some of these folks get so used to using the Excel spreadsheet from the 80s that it's almost a challenge giving them that 10X and saying, hey, please give this a shot. You will thank me later. Oh yeah, you are not kidding. There is a huge hurdle. I, and I understand it is annoying and frustrating to learn a whole new operating system, right? It takes time. But that's why, you know, for one thing, we've been there. We understand what it's like to start a new operating system. And we have absolutely free setup, absolutely free training, like 24-hour support with actual humans who have been there and done that. Like our customer success team, right? They were dispatchers. They were in accounting before. They, they all understand inherently where you're coming from. And we, we've got a digital help center. They can watch tutorials. We set them up, you know, if their fleet is big enough, we're going to come in-house for free and train everybody. And I mean, you're talking about maybe a week of an investment in learning and then you, but you can switch over and then you will start to see the benefits right away. You will start to see the time savings right away. But you're absolutely right. You have to decide that you want to grow. You have to have had enough of those error, errors and issues come up enough people like accidentally deleting things on the Excel spreadsheet. Once that happens enough, you're like, we need to do this differently. We need to do this better. It's worth taking a week or a few weeks to really learn how to do this better. But a month from now, two months from now, a year from now, it's going to pay off, you know, tenfold. Exactly. And thinking of features and stuff, one cool thing that I just found that you all released, it's called a smart text feature where the texts are sorted and attached to their load. So it kind of reminds me of how you can look through the messages uh, and the TMS and C associated with the driver and the load they're on. That's really, really cool. Leo, can you describe a little bit about how does this feature work? Because I really wish I had that instead of just having my phone blown up and trying to remember what the heck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, so smart texting—it's really part of a bigger picture. If you look at individual loads, 
you'll see that a lot of people have to collaborate in order to move just a single load. The dispatcher, the driver, the receiving manager, the delivery manager, the accountant, the fleet manager, all these people have to collaborate. The night shift and um, and one of the ways that uh, dispatchers will communicate with drivers is using text messages. In fact, because Excel is so clunky, people don't use it to communicate with anybody. They, they just use it to record stuff at the end of the day. Meanwhile, the, the, the dispatcher will text message the driver where the pickup is. Uh, they might be uh, asking another driver whether they're going to make uh, their, uh, their arrival on time. And, um, and so there's all these communication mediums involved in this collaboration. Uh, right. There's email, there's phone calls, there's text messages, there's the, the platform itself where you can chat and leave notes in it. And, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to consolidate all the communication that pertains to a load in, in one place. That's kind of the theme of what we do is we bring everything into one place. And uh, uh, and uh, and uh, it's just the same for, for text messages. So what our platform does with text messages is that, yeah, it's easy enough to be able to send a text message. Uh, from your platform, right? There's a bunch of services doing that. But what we're doing in addition to that is we're actually recording all these conversations that happen uh, on a load and we're organizing all those things and presenting them to the user. And so the user can see, okay, uh, the driver text messaged me here. Somebody replied to them. Uh, they got another message. Uh, and then there's an email. There's a voicemail. Uh, we're trying to consolidate all these communications uh, into one place. And it's just an obvious thing, uh, right? That's like an obvious feature to have. Uh, but people don't seem to really have it. And, and so that's one of the things we just rolled out recently. It reminds me, when I first started in trucking, I was an extended coverage dispatcher. I had 300 drivers, and half the time, the other managers would not send me a handoff. So the first hour of my day, while I'm getting bombarded with phone calls, I would go down every single truck, and like, like you said, uh, you would piece together like a detective. What's the story on this load? And I, only, I had three different panes. I had the driver messages, the order comments I had, my current messages from an old TM, you know, and you would literally spend so much wasted energy trying to piece together what was said between even switching shifts that the drivers got frustrated because they said, don't you know, I've already told you about this. So that's kind of one of the cool things y'all are working on is now, at least if I'm a manager or I'm anyone coming in and something's wrong, I just look in and say, oh, here's this long chain of what the heck is going on. Mm -hmm, exactly. Holy cow. I'm, I always get excited about that kind of stuff. Uh, technically, you know, as an operations person, it brings a smile to my face. Uh, and, and looking at one more thing real quick on the if the tax calculation, a lot of folks don't understand that Uncle Sam hates it when you drive on their roads and wants to charge you accordingly, especially in places like Kentucky and Oregon, which make me sad because I kept having to buy them, but I didn't have a KY permit. Describe a little bit how, Leo, this uh, the if the tax calculation tool works. Do you have to partner up and log the miles or it, what, what are some of the fundamentals of like even trying to calculate it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, so one of the things to know about our platform is that people live in it all day long. Our users live in our platform. Um, and, and, and so uh, as a consequence, we have a lot of data. We have a lot of information. And uh, we certainly have information about the trucks, where they are, where, where they've been, all the loads that they did in a given period. And, uh, uh, and so that positions us uh, to, to, uh, to have this, if the calculation feature is just, we have all the data on our side and, and we allow our users to uh, plug in their ELD provider so we can pull the miles down from that. But again, it's an obvious feature. We have all the data. We, we, can, uh, we can calculate what the tax is uh, for, for each individual truck. And um, uh, now, of course, putting it all together into a coherent feature it takes quite a bit of work. But, but again, we have all that data and it's just a no-brainer to offer this service 
uh, to to our users. It's already all in there. They just get in and calculate their if the taxes, and uh, they're on their way. I don't miss that part. I really don't. <laughs> There's some things. Yeah. I, that's why I joke around the fleet life when you the the operational uh, you know the the friction that's involved just even trying to figure out internally. Uh, Ava, looking at uh, speaking of trying to overcome frictions and stuff as you're building up this TMS. Is kind of the way to go right now more API integrations for TMS providers, or is there ever an instance where you all are looking at it and saying, I could build this better? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of both. You know, sometimes the people that we're integrating with, like recently we're, we integrated with DAT, we're also, you know, we have a couple of load boards we're integrating with. Sometimes those things are smooth and easy because their APIs are set up and, you know, you're, you're off to the races. Sometimes those integrations take a little more time. And like Leo alluded to earlier, the, the company you're trying to integrate with, sometimes their code is not where it needs to be for all the integrations. So it just depends. You know, Leo, you might have some more thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, th this is something that we think about. And uh, we certainly need to have the mindset that we're going to be integrating with a lot of different uh, third parties. That's just the reality. That's part of the value that we offer is all these integrations. Uh, but, but at the same time, one of the things that's very important for us uh, uh, like I said earlier, is, is reliability. And there's several services we have in our critical path. And, and so we're always looking at those as an opportunity to, uh, to improve their stability. And sometimes that might mean uh, uh, offering the service on our own. Uh, and, and so that, that is something that we look at. I think that uh, we, can, we can leverage our, our position as a sort of operating system to offer uh, additional services. Uh, but, but right now our mindset is on on building these integrations. Part of part of the complexity that we have is actually managing a large number of integrations. And if we do this right, then uh, we can uh, offer a very valuable network uh, to our users. But yeah, we're always looking for opportunities to improve the service. Uh, and in some cases, we have to step in and offer the service of our own if it's what's out there isn't reliable enough. That's why I felt as a broker, uh, it's funny because with certain brokerage styles, you would be sending your loads as a PDF and I had to build them. When I was account executive, you finally got an EDI integration. You're so excited, but the problem was the, the EDI communications will be different from the company and then your own platform. So you're pinging them and they're saying, oh, this means this. I'm gonna send you a 214, but this means something different to me. And then you'd finally get it working and then they would do something that would change it and then it would break again. And I spent so much time trying to, I could not imagine the API integration and issues trying to deal with that as well. Um, you know, kind of now closing remarks, direction, future, what are y'all have anything cool you can talk about that you're looking to as you're growing this platform? Is there anything cool to share that maybe kind of is in the works you're looking into uh, expanding upon? Well, this, uh, this uh, smart texting feature, like I said, it's part of a bigger feature that we call integrated communications. And that's where we want to correlate any kind of communication that uh, pertains to load, we want to bring it all uh, into one place so that uh, we're truly an operating system. You can operate your whole fleet from just within uh, Albus, and that's kind of uh, one of the directions we're heading. Uh, but we have a lot of a lot of different features. You mentioned EDI. We have a lot of EDI integrations. That's a big, big mess out there. That's ab absolutely the case that EDI, on the one hand, seems like it's better than sharing PDFs, but there's all these problems. The protocol itself is archaic. Uh, using FTP, which is uh, not really heard of these days, uh, and and there's no consistency in the in all the different implementations of EDI. So in effect, EDI ends up being just a useless standard because nobody really follows it, and it takes a lot of effort to just 
uh, integrate with a with an EDI service. And so we're we're building a lot of these integrations, and and uh, that's uh, what we're going to be doing for the foreseeable future is building integrations with existing TMSs, uh, allowing our users to, uh, to to sit in Alvis all day without having to leave. Oh, it's exciting stuff to watch as well. I hope one day we get to a future where we overcome EDI because every time they would send something, it would put the wrong error in information and then I would have to redo it. I spent the entire time building the loads after they came through EDI and fixing them. So I'm super excited for that. Yeah. Uh, closing yeah. thoughts. Ava, if folks want to learn more about Alvis as well, sign up, test it out, check it out. Uh, where do they need to go? Yeah, absolutely. So alvis.com, A-L-V-Y-S.com. You can actually watch demos. We've got a YouTube channel with a bunch of demos you can see. Uh, we did the FreightWave seven-minute demo. So if you want to just see like seven-minute little overview, if you go to our website and the news, you'll see that demo you can watch. And then you can try it for free. If you're the kind of person you just want to jump in there and mess around with it and see what you can do, play with it, you can try it for free. You know, take two weeks on us, whatever, play with it. Yeah, so alvis.com is going to get you all the info you need. Perfect. Thank you all so much for coming on. It was wonderful to have you on the show as well. And looking forward to uh, hearing about what y'all are working on next. I mean, the, the world needs a good TMS. And I'm hopefully, I'm very excited to see uh, what y'all keep working on. Awesome. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. That's going to be a wrap for this episode of Loaded and Rolling. We're still currently live, though. You can check us out, though, after this recording finishes on Apple, Spotify, and tv.freightwaves.com slash loaded and rolling. I do a newsletter as well. It is every Wednesday night and Saturday morning. I didn't pick the times but it still works. Other than that, join us next Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern, and we will do it live.